It's a Punk Rock Classrooms podcast, season three, episode 14, making a scene that outlasts you. Right, good morning, good afternoon, happy commute. Uh, Maybe you're on like spring break. 2.0 2.0 like I am. I got four days off this weekend um, after we already had a spring break a week ago. Uh, but I am Mike, principal extraordinaire out of Lansing, Illinois. And this is Josh Buckley, a Title I school improvement specialist from Mesa, Arizona. And we are stoked to welcome you to the Punk Rock Classrooms podcast, where we talk about bringing passion, unity, and DIY to our schools and our classrooms. Yeah, it's cool. You don't have to be punk rock like Mother Nature now in our area, dropping blizzards and snowstorms in the middle of April. Um, it's okay. We can all be punks here at the Punk Rock Classrooms podcast. That's right. Uh, Mike, you and I, we're, we're going to talk today about this idea of, you know, creating a scene that outlasts you, right? Right. Um, as, as educators, as school leaders, as classroom teachers, when we were talking before the show, you talked about like, well, like leaving a legacy, but you don't like, that's like a weird, like there's like a strange connotation to that, but maybe not really. Right. Like, that's really what it is. I mean, we think about it when, when you are, you want to leave something as an educator with your students that they take with them. Right. 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 Um, as a leader on a campus, you want to create things that outlast you. Right. You want to be able to like, be gone and have things still operate and have things right. keep going. Right. You want to, you want to lead yourself out of a job. Right. right? I mean, I, I remember being in a workshop and I can't remember who the presenter was. Um, and the, but they said like, essentially a school principal, you know, being me, your, your goal is to put yourself out of a job, meaning I should be able to step away and the school is going to function and run the same as if I'm there, I'm not, you know, right. Like th- that's the goal. And, and we think about this when we talk about the parallels with punk rock or, or, you know, the sort of punk rock hardcore scene, you think of all these bands that created scenes or created yeah. music and ideologies that sort of outlast them. We think we talk about like minor threat and Ian McKay doing straight edge. Right. Right. And how like there are still bands today 40 years later who are straight edge bands brand new right. kids who right. are like let's start right. a band right some of my favorite hardcore bands right now are vegan straight edge bands and it's right. just that is something that 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 was started so long ago like in, in the, the 80s, 80s this, this yeah. idea and that scene and that idea outlasted those bands right that sort of yeah. drug free drink free life outlasted that and then we think of bands like the Ramones, who this this three chord kind of 50s, 60s rock structure, yeah. but in fast and distorted has outlasted the Ramones. You think of all the bands that try to sound like the Ramones. There are still bands still, today. Today, who, yeah. Who do that, right? Who are like, nah, we're three chords punk rock. This is what we do. Everything sounds like... 50s bubble gum, but minute faster, and a half, right? Minute and a half, two minute songs, just power through it and let's yeah. Do it. And in all of those bands created something, those artists created something that outlasted them, that people 
glommed onto that people enjoyed and they stuck with it. You can just think of rock and roll in general, right? This idea of rhythm and blues turning into rock and roll and the artists who created that and that thing adapts and changes and melds and becomes all of these different genres, but they're still here. Right. Right. They're still around and people are still doing that thing. So as, as a school leader, Mike, how do you, how do you create that scene or how are you creating those systems that you hope outlast you? And, 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 and what's your, what's your thought process when you're going through stuff like that, when you're deciding, here's how we're going to do this, what are you hoping to do and how? And it's, it's interesting. because I never really think like, this is something I want to see last forever. Like I don't, when minor threats started, I don't think they were thinking, this is something I want to see. I don't want to see, you know, I don't think they plan to have kids carry through this clean lifestyle living 30 years later, 40 years later. Um, So I don't, I don't ever think like, this is something, I mean, there's things you put like, this is what we want to see change. Let's try to implement this, implement this into our culture, into our our campus. Um, But for me, it, it always comes back to passing the mic. Like you've got to get people involved because right. if, if I want, if I want to change something in, in our culture, if I want to change something in our procedures, I can easily say, Hey, I'm the principal. Here's what we're doing. Do it. And we all know there's no then buy-in. There's no, right. There's no um, ownership. It's just we're doing this because we were told to. And it could work and it could be great. Um, and then what happens is when I leave. Or the minute you're not you're you're not watching it, right? The minute you're not hands on with it. Yeah, it's it's done. And I've seen things like that. I mean, as a principal, um, you know, I'm a 12 month employee. So I get um, vacation days as well as my sick and personal days because you know, my superintendent encourages like you're 12 months. Like if you need, if you're going to take a vacation during the school year, like you have every right to, if you have, you know, an assistant principal lined up and blah, blah, blah. So there's been times where there's been things that I've had to just kind of say, this is what we're doing. And, and I can't even think of any examples offhand, but I've, I've been messaged or emailed or texted, or I come back to find no one did it because they didn't want to. They only do it when I was there. But yeah. the, but the but the pieces that I've brought team members in, teachers and staff and paras in that we've all kind of created together. Yeah. Those are the things when I'm not here, they still move and function, you know, like like for example, our PBIS this year, I wanted to take, you know, it's kind of dwindled a lot with with COVID the past few years, you know, with us not being on campus the last two years. Um, there wasn't really a PBAS team or initiatives, you know, we were just kind of going through the motions of what you're supposed to do. So I, so I wanted to revamp this year. And I, and I said I was going to take the lead on it. And I might have talked about this earlier in the podcast. Um, I think we did have an episode on this. And I kind of just was honest. And I said one day, like, hey, I'm, I'm, I can't. I can't run this because yeah. I got all this other stuff. And anyway, because the ownership has been given to the teachers on that committee, like we had, they had an, a meeting yesterday. I completely forgot, man. I didn't even know, like it's, you know, um, 
or it was Wednesday morning. Like I got in and we've got all these things going on. Yeah. Um, and, and later on, they're like, Hey, you missed the meeting this morning as well as my, my assistant principal. Cause her and I were both tied up dealing with something. Yeah. And we're like, Oh shoot. Well, okay. They had come up with all of these amazing things we're going to do these last few weeks of school yeah. to finish off the year. And that's what I'm talking about. Like they don't, you shouldn't need me. Cause I've seen that I've seen committees, not necessarily on my campus, but um, other places where, Oh, the principal can't be there or whoever's supposed to run. It can't be there. Well, let's just reschedule. Right. Well, right. It shouldn't rely on one person. That's why it's a team. That's why it's a committee, you know? So just all of these things that, um, you know, you got to get people to buy in and you got to give them the mic and give them ownership and let them know, like, this isn't a one person decision. We're all working for this to, to make a change. And I've seen those are the things that are going to outlast us when we've got others, other races tied in. When, when you can, when you can create that, when you can create that buy-in and create, again, you're, you're building that scene to outlast you. Right. So when you move on or when you go somewhere else, You've created the scene around that idea. You've created the team of people to do that. And, and I think you're right. You, you said this idea of, you know, you, you've got to pass the mic, right? You've got yeah, to sure. share what you're doing. And you think about some of those. I mean, I saw, I just saw, I saw terror last year. So about almost, uh, it was probably last fall, last August. I think I saw terror on tour and they brought two young hardcore bands with them, Right. Terror, this sort of you know bastion of hardcore, yeah. uh, brings two young bands on with bands on tour with them to share the scene, right? To show to like take them to places they wouldn't have played before. You take them on tour, you show them around, and and you are passing that mic on to other yeah. people who are in the thing. You're bringing them into the scene, and the people who went to that show to see Terror now know these bands, now are able to see these different groups, right? Like I saw One Step Closer with Terror. One Step Closer, great band, right. up and coming oh, hardcore yeah. band. But, great edge hardcore band. Right, people who wouldn't have, right? People who wouldn't <laughs> right. have otherwise seen them now, they've brought them into it. And we talk about this idea of like leaders find other leaders. Yeah. Right? Yes. And, 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 and your goal is to pass those things on and, and let other people in and, and, and have them start taking over and doing and spreading out that ownership, right? right. So it's right. not my scene. It's our scene. It's not my school. It's our school. It's not my students. It's our students. And how do you yeah. share that in order to create something bigger that outlasts this idea that you had or this thing that you started? It's not about what you started. It's about what we can create together. Right. Yeah. And because because and we've said it before, like we're not the schools aren't here for us to have jobs. I mean, they're here for the kids and they're here for the kids that are going to be coming through these doors 10, 15, 20, 30 years after we've all retired and moved on. And those kids are now in the workforce. So it's it's about creating these these systems and these these things in our building for every student, every family that comes through there to be successful and grow, you know? You know, as a a classroom teacher, when I was in the classroom, my goal with my kids, like I taught government, I taught economics, I taught history. Um, My goal was never to like, all right, guys, I want to, I want you to make sure that you remember, you know, this date, right. Right. In this time. 
it wasn't about that. I always talk to my history students, like, I want you to leave here not memorizing, you know, when, you know, the Battle of Antietam was. Right. My goal is for you to leave here with a better understanding of our story as America, as the United States, so that you can be an informed citizen. So when you see things happening, you go, oh, that was just like this. Maybe we shouldn't do that. Right. Right. When I taught government, I told my kids, hey, my goal here isn't to just have you memorize the executive, the legislative and judicial branch. My goal here is for you to understand how you have impact and you can impact these systems. Right. So the, the, the scene that I wanted to create with them, the things that I wanted to build with them were about how do you empower yourself to change the system? It's not about memorizing a date. That's what I wanted to create in my classroom. And that really did mean asking kids, all right, why is this important to you? What do you want to learn about? What is this thing? You know, when it comes to government, what's the thing that, what's the thing that you want to know about? What's the thing that you want to fix? What's the thing that you want to challenge? And let's talk about it. Let's talk about why it's there. And let's talk about how you can change those things. Let's learn about that, right? Because it wasn't about a date and a time and, 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 you know, memorizing how many, you know, legislators there are. It's about learning process so that they could be empowered to change things as future leaders and, and, you know, as future owners of, you know, the system that we have here in the United States. And I think about as I transition out of the classroom and I come into the role that I'm in this year, which is really weird. I'm not an administrator. I'm not a classroom teacher. <laughs> I don't have power necessarily, but I, but, but I have some sway with people and things like that. And then my principal's gone for four months. And so it was me and my dean, you know, just going, okay, how, you know, how are we doing this thing? And it really was a lot of like, okay, let's bring people in. What do you want to do? Right. Right. You know, we're, we're doing state testing and we have this brand new test for third graders. So they have to do oral reading, right. They have to wear headphones with a microphone and they have to read, they have to read two passages. Yeah. They have to read two passages. Well, guess what? they can only test and the directions say you can only have six kids testing in a room at the same time, max. Wow. Right. Because if you have more kids, all the microphones spill over to each other. And for me, I'm like, I'm not in that classroom. I don't know your kids. Here's what I think might work. Let's talk about it and let's figure out what we need to do. Right. I'm not going to dictate what this looks like and how this feels because right. I'm not in your classroom. I right. need my third grade team to talk to me about what they think will work. Right. I brought a proposal to them and they're like, can we flip that? Can we flip that? Can we, can we, ha- can we put our kids somewhere else and then bring them to us to test? Yeah. Instead of keeping our kids and then sending them somewhere to test like four at a time. I'm like, yeah, sure. Let's see if we can make it happen. Right. How are we going to do this? What rooms are we going to use? Right. And then afterwards, I think a really important thing to create this scene that, that lasts. And we talk about reflection all the time as a personal reflection. Right. I mean, we have episodes dedicated to you and I. Right. Right. Just spewing what we're thinking about and reflecting on things that have happened to us. But I think a really important piece to, to creating this scene that outlasts you to creating these things on your campus or in your classroom that stick with kids that last on your campus beyond you really is reflecting as a group. 
Oh yeah. Talking about what worked, talking about the challenges you had. I mean, we call them pluses and deltas when we talk about it on my campus. And so once we finish up testing season, we're all going to get together. This is the first time we've done a couple of these tests is the first way we've done it this way. And we want to hash out, did this work? Did it not work? What can we reflect on? Was this okay? And literally as we're, as teachers are finishing up that, that oral reading test by third grade teachers, they're coming in, they're going like, okay, we got to do it this way next time. Yeah. Like my kids, they're like, because it was in my classroom and there wasn't anybody in there, but two people, they felt they had to whisper. So every kid was like whispering what they were reading into the microphone and that right, didn't work. Right. And so like, they're like, so I, they're thinking about how they have to frame it differently with kids. We're having this moment together as a team, as they're coming in and dropping off their testing tubs to talk about what we need to do differently. Right. I think and it, it, that comes back to, you got to have that type of climate and culture. Not every, not every school has that, you know, right. but that's to truly make these meaningful lasting changes. There's got to be the openness and you've got to be able to take both positive criticism and then, you know, the recommendations to improve because right. it, it, nothing's going to change if people aren't willing to be open and say, I mean, like, my stay, you know, the eighth year on my campus, my staff has no problem giving me a recommendation when I suggest something or bring something up or we're, we're planning something. And they're like, like you said, hey, I think we should try it, do it this way. And they tell me why, because and I'm like, you're the ones in there. Like, yeah, right. let's, let's, I'm not, I, great. Like you're seeing it from a different lens because you're with these 20, 30, 40 kids. Um not 40. We don't have classes of 40. Thank God. But one, you know. one year, one year, I started my year with 42 seniors. One year. Oh my goodness. That was rough. But yeah. Like, you know, like, and I don't ever take it as like, oh man, they think they're smarter than me. They think they're better than me. Like, no, like, but I want you, I, cause I want someone smarter than me, Mike. Like that's, it, it, yes, I mean, that's it, the thing it, we have. Okay. That's the thing we have to admit, whether you're a classroom teacher, you have to admit that like, Hey, my teammate, has good ideas and they might know more than I do in this. The third, if I'm a fourth grade teacher, the third grade teacher might be an expert on something, right? If I'm a sixth grade teacher, my fifth grade team might understand the kids that are coming up to me. They might have some expertise and some insight into them as a, as a secondary educator, right? As a recovering secondary educator, who's, who's come to to elementary school. um, I know I'm not an expert. And I think that that has helped me engage my, you know, the staff that I work with, my colleagues, right? It helped, it's helped me engage them in problem solving because I can't even pretend to know the issue in and out, right? Right. I think that I excel at creating systems. I think I have a mindset that, that, that can analyze and take in information and do things. I think that's my skill set as, as someone on this campus, but what I don't know is what I don't know. And I don't right. know what it means to be a third grade teacher during testing season. I don't know what right. that's like. So I have to be open to asking and getting feedback. And I have to be able to admit that I'm not an expert. And I think sometimes that's really challenging for people. I think right. you get a degree, you get a title, you get an office, and then all of a sudden you either think you have to know everything right? or you think that you have to portray that you know everything because right. that's what you're supposed to do. Or there are occasions where I think people really do let that, it, they let that 
hit them in a way where they go, no, I'm here. I got this position. I'm the expert. And because I got this position, people at district office believe that I'm the one who gets to, that my ideas and my decisions are the best. And so you all have to listen to, to me. And I think that that's the wrong way to create a scene that outlasts you. Right. You know, and two, I was thinking about this. If you have one of those individuals who, who thinks they're the expert or they're the ones always just saying, this is how it's going to be when something doesn't. And this is why I think a lot of those individuals aren't successful or don't have a lot of tenure on, on a, on a campus, because when that happens, like if that was me, all I could say is, well, this is what Mike said to do. It failed. This is what Mike said to do. It failed. And, you know, that's a thing like no one's going to want to give any suggestions if, if I'm always the one saying, here's what we're doing. But when you have that, that gang vocal style, like we're all have this voice when it fails, there's no finger pointing. Okay. We, what can we do to improve this? What can we do? Right. What can we do? How can we make this better for the next time? And you know, we, there's so much talk about the growth mindset and, you know, we have to accept failure and learn from failure, which it's so true. But when it's a collective failure, it's a group. How powerful is that? Like, all right, let's come back together. This didn't work. What are we going to do to make it successful and make it last? And then you've got, you know, all these right. voices and you you see what i what i see oftentimes you know in, in my role before when i was a classroom teacher and a and a union president what i would often see on campuses that you would have a leader who was that micromanager that every decision has to be my decision two things happen they drove people out of the building because right. they didn't want to be a part of that scene right right or when they left that place, everything absolutely changed, right? Right. What they, the 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 hold they had on that campus and the things they made them do and the and the style of education on that campus as soon as they left or were asked to leave or whatever happened sometimes on on campuses, that building completely changed, right? Like right. That building completely changes because either a new leader comes in and they go, oh, well, I'm going to do whatever I want. Right. Right. Or that staff now has an opportunity to work with a new leader and change all the things that they never had ownership of before. Right. Things that they wanted to say didn't work. Things that they just couldn't understand why they were doing them or weren't working or weren't going to last beyond that person. They fall away. But if, but if we want systems that outlast us because if because we you know we change roles we move schools if we want to create these scenes that that impact kids far beyond us then we have to be willing to you you said it earlier take criticism yeah. we have to yep. be willing to engage with our colleagues in collective decision making and collective reflection right. Otherwise, that scene isn't a thing. The scene can't be you. No. Right? 
That's this, why it, there, there's no scene that's a one person. Yeah, you know? there's no I in scene, Mike. There's no. Oh, right. that's a that's a T-shirt right there. There's there no I. Go. There's no I in scene. It doesn't exist. If we want this to happen, if we want to create things that have an impact and will keep going and will, you know, get buy-in and build and grow and and get better, we can't do it by ourselves. No. We can't. Yeah. All right, Mike. This is the Punk Rock Classrooms podcast, yeah. my friend. And it wouldn't be the Punk Rock Classrooms podcast if we didn't talk about what we've been listening to. Or we, we, we had a really good discussion about this idea of, you know, creating that scene that outlasts you, engaging your, engaging your partners, your colleagues in this, in, in, in making decisions and reflecting. So let's talk about music now. What have you been listening to, man? What 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 are you what are you up to? What have you been well, digging into? Today's Friday that we're recording this, so that means new music drop. Today. It is new music drop today. I have not there, looked this morning. Oh, there's a lot of good things. Um, man, so there was with the punches. One of my favorite uh, pop punk bands has recently gotten back together, and uh, they dropped a new single. It's been years since they had anything come out. And uh, so that that new single I was listening to this morning, um, it's good. I mean, it picks up like where they left off. Be well dropped a new single today. Yep, they did. They did. And I know that. That yeah, I was like, you got to know that one came out. That, <laughs> but so I was listening to that, and then uh, Wilhelm Scream dropped a new uh, album today. So I was I was checking that out. It's been a while since I listened to them. Um, so those are some of the things I just been listening to. You know, little some singles of the new dropping, stuff. Yeah, dropping here and there. here and there, and. Always, you know, Fridays are always a good time to just look look through music and listen to music. A couple things came out that I've been digging into. Um, Praise has a couple singles out for their upcoming album. I'm super stoked about it. It's good, melodic, hardcore, but not really hardcore. Yeah. But, you know what I mean? Like, I'm super stoked for that album. That's going to be really good. And then uh, Signals Midwest has a new album out. That's this, you know, it's this indie punk rock sort of. It feels southern at times, but you know, but it. Yeah. I, I, those two, those, that's been really good. A couple different things have been dropping that I've been, that I've been really into. But I'm, I'm super excited for that praise album. I just keep waiting, and then that be every time be well. They just, I just need them to put the album out. I need the album, I know, so I could just well, listen to it. I, it's, I, it's, it's, it's more like a, it's only eight tracks, I think, right? And it's gonna, so it's kind of like a longer EP yeah. in a sense, yeah. but uh. I can't wait for those eight tracks, man. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. All right. Uh, you know that you can find the show all sorts of places on the internet. You can find us at uh, punkrockclassrooms.com. You can follow us on social media. Both Mike I, Mike, and I and the show all have the same handles on Twitter and Instagram. So you can find the show at Punk Classrooms. You can find Mike at Mike R. Earnshaw. And you can find me at Josh R. Buckley on each of those uh, on, on both Twitter and Instagram. Follow us, send us a message. Let's chat. Let's talk. It's always fun to engage the crew and, and, and chat about things. If you've got a question for us, you can email us at punkrockclassrooms at gmail.com. Yeah. If you've got a question you want to throw at us, you want to talk, you want to do whatever. Uh, we've got a couple episodes that were out recently. Some We've had some punk rock collaborations you should go check yeah. out. Uh, we had Aaron Austin on. If you didn't check out that episode last week, go listen to it. Uh, I thought it was a really good conversation about kind of creating curriculum. And she wrote a really interesting book about, you know, building your your online curriculum store and, and kind of growing and, and really kind of DIY conversation that I really enjoyed. So, yeah. 
Yeah. We so got, we, you you can find us in all those places, Mike. We and we got we got <laughs> some more we have some more collaborations scheduled to take place, which I'm excited for. Um, get those out before the summer comes. Yeah, and then I will. Who knows what we're gonna do this summer? Right. We're, we'll have a summer conversation Back. series again. We're either going to do a lot of conversations. We'll probably pick a big question that will ask a bunch of people again, just like last year, um, just to kind of do those mini interviews over the summer, just to kind of give us a little bit of breathing room as we're traveling and doing summer school and all those things. So, uh, folks, we're so excited that you're here and you're listening, and we'll see you at the, at the show. show. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com. We'll see you on the next episode.